For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac. Hi, I'm Destiny Blue, the anime artist, and I like drawing and The Geek Show, which you are currently listening to. Good afternoon, dudes and dudettes. You're listening to The Geek Show on 104.5 CVFM. Uh, I'm Dave. In the studio today, we also have Rob. Yes. And Chris. Hi, hi, hi. We're waiting for our other Rob. But we do have two guests with us, Rick and Ryan, sitting on the couch over there. How are you guys doing? Hi. Good. <laughs> That's a comfy couch. It is. It's but the walls are more comfy because they're made out of this squishy stuff. I've been feeling it. <laughs> you should lie on the walls. If you were Spider-Man, you could do that. But there'd also be a lot of responsibility that comes with that. Yes. Could you deal with that? Yeah, I'd do cool tricks. And that's probably about it. Is this like Spider-Man where he's in Tony Hawk's 2? Could yeah. be. He's an unlockable character in one of the Tony Hawk's games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember well. Okay. Yep. Is he? Yeah. Um, it's because the same studio that made the Tony Hawk's games made the Spider-Man 1 and 2 for the PS1. Ah, yes, yes, yes. I remember getting did. chased by Carnage, Dr. Octopus. Wow, it was an awful ending. Yeah. <laughs> Super bad, wasn't Good it? Good game, though. It was enjoyable for the time, yeah. And then Spider-Man 2 on the PS2 is probably the best Spider-Man game they've done. Oh, definitely. The, just the free to run in the, the entire city. The movie one. Yeah. All right, yeah. It's really good. It's like GTA-style free roaming. Yeah. But for Spider-Man, that works because, like, obviously you've got the freedom yeah. and the web swinging. And you had like little missions dotted about everywhere that you could do as, as well as the main story. And Bruce Campbell voiced a bit in it. Didn't yes, he? Bruce yes. Campbell did. Oh yeah. Hmm. Because they did Ultimate Spider-Man as well, which wasn't that good. 
No. Uh, yeah, and Venom yeah. controls a bit like the Hulk. Because yeah. he sort of jumps and he doesn't really web and yeah. yeah. My nephew loves it as well. well. And he's yeah, just like pinging around. Yeah. Do you remember it for the DS? Oh, I didn't play it for the DS. Oh, it was awful for the DS. I got it as a gift when I went to Spain just to keep me occupied. It sucked. I tried to take it back, but they were just like, what? No, 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 no. You broke the seal. Exactly, I did. You buy now. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> right. Today we're talking about the culture clash, apparently. Culture crash, culture yes. Culture crash. Yes, uh, we are. Ours, the Crashed culture. Yes, uh, today's show... Um, it's all about how games and movies are getting bigger, costing more and more money, and remakes have become a cultural commodity. Is a culture crash like an, e- which is you know in this sense a bit like an economic crash where companies can't afford bigger or better, uh, and instead need to develop safer or smaller products? Uh, you know, is a culture crash due or not? Well, we'll get into that. Yes, in the show. after the news, Android for Apple. What Android for Apple? Steve Wozniak. Right, uh, has come forward and said that Apple should start making phones with Android. I reckon Steve Jobs is rolling around in the grave right now, and he wants to slap somebody. Yeah, um, I'm going to take the advice of future trunks and just believe these androids will destroy us all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, according to uh, Wozniak, there's nothing that would keep Apple out of the Android market as a secondary phone market. Um, we could compete very well. People like the precious look of stylings and manufacturing that we do in our products compared to the other Android offerings. We could play in two arenas at the same time. It's similar to the sort of the news from Nintendo that they're looking into mobile devices. Yeah. I mean, despite the handheld being like the biggest selling thing they did last year, yeah. it seems a weird direction for them to go, but it seems everyone wants a cut of this, this pie at the minute. Well, Even Apple, who have the biggest cut of the pie want the Android market as well. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it's because it's become the biggest gaming platform. Mobile phones have become the biggest gaming platform in the world. Have you seen the news this week um, about Flappy Birds? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's and it's implosion. Tickle. Yes. The creator having to withdraw it after uh, all that. He, he, he almost went full Phil Fish. Yeah. Made a lot of money, though. Yeah. Made a lot of money, Made but I mean, uh, I noticed the Mario pipes... But, uh, that was the first thing I noticed. The second oh, thing I noticed was the similarity to that old copter game. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that mechanics you can't copyright. So that's the sort of thing yeah. that, like, if you like that, but the tapping to do that—that that was a newish idea. Yeah. So that's the thing. But yeah, um, a lot of people who've looked at the game wonder why it's so popular because it seems to break every rule in the book about you know what people like about games yeah. and what. But it's gone so viral on Facebook and everything that people posting up the Flappy Bird scores and everything. It, it, on Instagram as well. I'm yeah. tired of it. I'm glad it's gone. Oh, I mean... The weird thing is, I mean, you can have all of these game, uh, all of these rules about what people want from games and everything like that, but people are people and we're totally random. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, a lot of it, this has got popular because friends are playing it. Yeah. And they see it on their Facebook feeds and in the Instagrams. And, and it's so annoying because you keep hitting fingers and you were like, wow, that shouldn't have happened. I'll keep going and play further. I, I deleted it like five minutes after I got it. Uh, there's a very good video on YouTube, which is how to win at Flappy Birds. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the guy, he's tapping away and then uh, loses, gets out a hammer and just smashes the Samsung <laughs> S3 he's playing it on. I do and not blame him. And the video is just titled How to Win at Flappy Birds. <laughs> yes. 
similar to how to play, how to drive a car in NASCAR races. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> have you ever have you ever tried driving one of those cars? I don't even have a license yet. So oh right, okay. Do a lot of damage. There, uh, a friend of mine's driven one, and he. He says it's like driving on ice. They've got no grip whatsoever. <laughs> he said. He said it's no wonder all of their circuits are oval, because uh, because it's impossible for them to actually turn a proper corner. Yeah. Or uh, never mind a hairpin. You give them a hairpin, they're off. That's it. <laughs> Generally, it's just grind along the wall until you go around the corner. That's how I play racing games. So <laughs> yeah. Do it. So don't break. <laughs> yes. Your left side is perfect. Your right side. No, we don't talk about that side. Yes, anyway, um, the Woz thinks that Apple should start making Android phones. Might be a good move for them. Might be. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. Do it, and then we'll, we'll, we'll grade it afterwards. Yeah, we'll comment afterwards. Faking it musically. Yes. Just like when I play bass. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> right. So, uh, that's basically bass. all bassists. We just hang around with musicians and pretend we can play. Yeah. Air guitars at the ready. Oh yeah, all that bass. Oh, guy I know, a guy I knew who's uh, he, he was a complete dope. We were in uh, my mate's car. Bon Jovi comes on, and he says, "Everyone, get your you know air guitars at the ready." And Chris says, "Not this, Chris." <laughs> Chris says, "Is that like a, you know? Is that like a normal guitar with an extra hole in?" <laughs> yes there are people like that in the world somebody's dumb <laughs> yes anyway um, faking it musically Mamoru uh, Samaragochi he shot the film in the mid 1990s and he's most famous for you know uh, for his Hiroshima Symphony number no. one as well as being the composer of a variety of video game music including uh, Resident Evil and Onimusha he has come forward now to say that the majority of his work isn't his work. It's the work of an unknown composer because apparently he has been deaf for 20 years. Ah. Yes. He was hailed as the, as the modern-day uh, modern Japanese Beethoven because mm -hmm. his work was, supposed to, was reputedly to be so profound. And, yeah. So, yes. What do you guys think about that? 20 years being held as like uh, this kind of godlike composer. Should have kept up with the lie. Yeah, it's impressive that he's kept it going 20 years. Uh, did he out Japanese... himself or did someone else out? No, no, or did he out he actually, someone? He outed himself. Um, he hasn't composed any of his own music since 1996. There's another wow. Japanese composer that's been recently outed. I don't know what his name is, but he's, he can... Oh, was he the one who was copying, copying uh, music from somewhere else and just kind of remixing it a yeah, little bit? Yeah, um, you know when they brought out the uh, Dragon Ball Z uh, HD versions of uh, um, Tenkachi 1, 2 and 3? They had to change the whole soundtrack because yeah. he'd been found to have plagiarised quite a few tracks, mostly from bands like Stratavarius. Yeah. And they are like direct verbatim copies of certain riffs. Yes. Um... So yeah, it's uh, it's weird because uh, there seems to be a lot of this kind of faking it going on in the I, arts world these it days. It seems a little bit like games music originally was very. Uh, originally, the during the NES era, they just had to populate it with music because yeah. they worked out that like silence was quite 
a scary thing. Yeah. So it does seem that like games music wasn't treated as like an actual thing for quite a while. So plagiarism. Thing is, si- there's nothing wrong with a bit of silence in the middle of a game, especially like when you've got your atmospheric games like Silent Hill and stuff like that, when it's all quiet and you can just hear the noises. Yeah, yeah, but I think it was more that like on like NES games, the experience like you needed that to take away from like the bare necessities that were on the screen as well. When you've got such a minimalist like uh, screen going on, yeah, you do need some music just to uh, draw you into the world a little bit more. Yes. Hello, Rob. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi, Doctor Nick. I mean, Rob. <laughs> yeah, you were being very boring there, so I broke it up. <laughs> Am I allowed to say it like Anna? Yep. You two are boring. Yes. Uh, was, <laughs> it was better before you came, dude. We were, we uh, were. That's what they all say. That's yeah. what they all say. Right, okay, moving on. <laughs> Pruny fingers. Right, you know when you go, uh, when you're having a shower or you've been washing dishes and stuff and your fingers go all wrinkly? Yep. Right, it's been the case for as long as humans can remember. And only now have scientists actually figured out why it happens. Does anybody actually really care? Oh, it's unique because actually uh, the science behind it, it was, uh, it was discovered uh, by German physicists. Uh, they've uncovered the overall mechanism, and it does mean a completely different <sighs> approach to materials, you know, to uh, you know, things like clothing and stuff like that. That's just nonsense. It's like doing the maths to figure out the velocity of backlash on the toilet. <laughs> it's, it has no great, you know... Spatter effect. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's meaningless. So what, what causes pruny fingers then? Is it osmosis? Is it not that? Is it, do you get like more liquid in your fingers and it bulge out? Or does the liquid no. escape from you and no, no, it sinks in? Or what? What is, the, what is the science here? Okay, the science here, it's basically... Is it magnets? It's basically a balancing act of energy. Um... If you're talking in, th- in terms of th- thermodynamics, the lattice of keratin protein filaments that make up your outermost layers of skin wants to absorb water when submerged. That swift absorption causes the swelling and wrinkling. Okay. Right? Um, that's only half the equation, though. If the swelling wasn't <laughs> counteracted, your skin would be wrinkly forever. Um, well, explains one part of your anatomy, and I'm not finishing that thought. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? What? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, sir? It was he's only been, in good taste. It's been like that all day, I you promise, know. I promise you, Chris, it was only in good taste. <laughs> it was only in good taste. I don't know, yeah. so I'm going to have to rewind this later. I never <laughs> sullied your name. Yeah. It, it was something you'd be proud of. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, basically, they've worked out why your skin kind of uh, tenses up again and becomes all smooth instead of wrinkly. And that's the important bit because it means that things like elastic cloth, you know, elastics and that, they can actually finally understand properly how they work. Give me a minute, I'll turn this into a dirty joke. I already did, I beat you to it. Oh, yeah, damn, he did. I'm he so beat smart. you to it. <laughs> you weren't quick enough. Right, uh, moving I wasn't on. listening, that's my problem. Moving on, bully insurance. Right. Um, South Korea, uh, Hyundai, uh, Hyundai Marine and Fire Insurance is one of South Korea's biggest insurance firms, and they're going to be offering policies which will also include protection against other social evils, including domestic violence, uh, sexual assault and food com- contamination and bullying. What about so, cue cutting? Who's who's the people like giving out these policies? Is it the bullies themselves? No, no, it's this insurance money. company. Oh. How would you actually, you know, say, "Oh my, I've I've been done." I won't take your mo- lunch money if you give you my, my lunch. Your money. Yeah, money. yeah. How's it, how do you claim? 
is you fill out a form and say I was bullied in this situation. Yeah, that, that, that's the big but question. They held me down and made me watch. <laughs> so, uh, they gave me a swirly. <laughs> Can you provide photo documented proof that you it, had it, a swirly? It, it, it's, it's nonsense. <laughs> I'm, it, it's just a, the premiums cost no more than £11 a month per person. Well, uh, that's a lot. I know. Life insurance is cheaper than that. I know. <laughs> How many pairs of underwear are needed to be replaced? <laughs> <laughs> that's just I'm so, sorry, this, this policy so doesn't cover active wedgie. No, exactly. That's what I was about to say. So how far up your back did the wedgie go? <laughs> Do they have a service to phone once they're like stuck hanging on that fence by their underwear? They're very stretchy modern underwear. Oh, God. It's got, it's got to be near a phone underwear. Sure no, no. I want the Shogun's underwear from Kintama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. If you're playing the geek show drinking game, take your first sip. Kintama's been mentioned. Yes. Anyway, moving on. WTF Award number one. You know when somebody uh, somebody dies, people it, grieve. It's happened a few times. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Romanian de- design consultant Marius Ursash, uh, uh, he's the co-founder of Eterni.me, and he has basically come up with a an AI bot which lets you become virtually immortal. That's just stupid. Yes. Right. Isn't this support to Portal? Kind I'm of, not, yeah. I'm not sure. It's like what the same One Piece. I won't die as long as I'm remembered. But if as long as you've got an avatar running around. It's basically, you know what they did in a... What was it? The most recent Forza. How you're not playing the game, but you've got yeah. an avatar going All around. All the avatars. Yes. That, but... In the real world, sort of, but not kind of. Yeah, it's rubbish. So it, it plays phrases that you've pre-recorded. Yeah. So Basi- essentially, you are like a Buzz Lightyear doll. Yeah. You. It reduces you to basically that. It tries. Uh, it tries to collect uh, a variety of information about. There's you a snake in my boots. <laughs> <laughs> and other stuff. Yes. Somebody's poisoned the water hole. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but can you imagine if you were drunk and you were trying to reason with like somebody who's passed away on this website? It's a uh, website. Yeah, oh, that's even that's boring. Yeah, it's a website type program oh. type thing. I thought it was like a hologram. Yeah, or like a robot that like patrols your house or something with your face on it and yeah, says yeah. things. <laughs> this is the weird thing though. Three thousand people registered with the service within the first four days of it going live. I'm sorry, but millions of people buy X Factor singles. That doesn't make it a good thing. But the thing is, there is no product right now, right? The beta isn't even uh, the beta isn't slated until 2015. Yeah, but I'm also not dead yet. So I know. I could well, still we, could fi- we could fix that. Yeah. If you ask, if you pray hard enough, we can fix that. <laughs> <laughs> Santa will be extra nice to you this year. <laughs> He's making a list. He's checking it twice. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, WTF Award number two. You know, we've talked about giant, mutant, cannibal, robot, whatever, rats. It looks like the word was, it was mecha cats. Yeah, mecha cats, sorry. <laughs> no, we did talk about robot rats once. This was a while ago. Yeah, mecha cats right. are awesome. <laughs> anyway. Um, mecha cat versus cannibal rats has to be the new fit. Yeah, yeah. We're going to make this ka- kaiju movie, yeah? We totally are, yeah. And there's like a weird stop-motion animation sex sequence and can we everybody put, like, be disgusted it, it, by it. Can we put real cats in? Like, I want to watch the, that. Let's the, put uh, it on. Team, team America. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll do With that. the panther. <laughs> 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 right. Uh, Dr. Zalasevic from uh, the University of Leicester's uh, paleobiology department. He's been talking about the future of Earth. And he's reported on the heartiness and ambitiousness of rats. 
explaining how our rapidly changing planet is soon going to be filled with gigantic, super-evolved rodents. Well, uh, actually, bit of truth to this. As Shotguns. There are, there are two species, two species of animals species, yeah. that have been to every <laughs> continent on the planet. They are yes. human beings and rats. They've even been into space. Yeah, rats come, come with us everywhere we go. And they adapt Mexicans to things there. pretty well. So. <laughs> Mexicans? Yeah. There was a super-powered evil everywhere. rat in uh, Captain... Well, I'm... Captain the rat, the rat yeah. king was in um, Turtles. He was, yeah. Uh, there was in, also... in Iraq, they actually have rodent death squads. They actually have soldiers and snipers oh, going out to it was kill like these rats because they've grown so big and they're immune to all of the poisons oh. that they have I- issued what towards about them. When you said that, I imagined like rodent death squads as if like su- highly trained rats. Yeah. That said, Actually, well, that, you never know. That was a thing. Uh, apparently, I can't remember if it was World War One or World War Two. Yeah. They attempted to fill rats with explosives and yeah. send them down pipes. Yes. They also trained orangutans to use machetes. I think it was in the Vietnam War. Well, I mean, <laughs> during, during, World War, during World War Two, the Americans took the biscuit they actually tried to have bats they they, uh, they attached napalm bombs to bats only to have half of the training facility burned down when the bats flew home <laughs> that wasn't my phone <laughs> that wasn't my phone it was mexicans <laughs> exactly so rob uh, what movie is it in where they tied a bunch of uh, bombs to the rats it's not in a movie. That's something they actually tried in. Oh no, World I've War seen II. it in a movie as well. But oh, I can't okay. remember which one. Soon Rob would know. Chicken Run Two. <laughs> <laughs> and there we have it. Chicken Run Two. Chicken Run Two. Again, is this like the Mel Gibson Braveheart version of Chicken Run? <laughs> nah, maybe. Those rats would pretty much do anything if you paid them. The ones in the first one. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, according to uh, Doctor Zalasevich. Um, each island that rats are now present on it uh, is, in effect, a laboratory of future evolution, and each will produce different rats. So, so it's like Darwin's finches. Yeah. So there will be. So in the future, there will be thin rats, future rats, sorry, future fat rats, slow and heavy rats, fast and ferocious rats, and probably future aquatic rats. The list goes on. You know, in uh, Jason X, where well, he gets Eason, killed and he turns Eason, into a mecha Eason, cyber, a me- mecha cyber Jason. Yeah. Is there a version of rats like that? There might be, thanks to gigantism, some of these some of these lines could reach the size of an adult human and could eventually grow larger. Oh, I can finally use my samurai sword. That's just awesome, though. You could have like you don't need to buy cars; you just harness the power of rat. Yeah, get, a, sad, get a saddle. No, no, uh, rat chariots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, we, we'd have battle rats. <laughs> yes, I'm well, going to ride it, my rat. Ah, explains Wait. everything. Biker mice from Mars actually no, has an origin. We, we found <laughs> the it. origin story. We I'm found thinking it. this could be the origin to Pokemon. You're Ooh, saying that yes. these rats evolve like in isolated places. If you start to get electric rats, that's basically well, you Pikachu. Can, you can get electric eels, so it's not beyond the it's not beyond the boundaries. So we could have electric rats. We could have all sorts of things going on, and then basically we have Pokemon. So whatever people do, just don't get your rat out. <laughs> Are you proud of what you just said? I am. I really am. <laughs> Good. I'm proud. And this is why we need to build the Mecha Cats now. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Samurai Pizza Cats. That's just a lot of words, isn't it, really? Yeah. No, it's a real show. I know, but it's what of things. I know. Samurais are things. Pizzas are things. We've as long as I can leave my house and battle things like in Dragon Quest, then, you know, I'm happy with giant rats. <laughs> 
Because I've always wanted to do that. That's how any RPG starts. Exactly. Like there's a TV show in America where they shoot them in swamps. I, ju- I just want to. I just want to make a point. You live in Hartlepool. That's your daily life, anyway. Of course it is. <laughs> I have to survive somehow. Hartlepool successfully quelled this the laptop uprising. here is a bargaining <laughs> chip, so I become unharmed. <laughs> Planet of the Apes would never happen in Hartlepool. No, they wouldn't. <laughs> but what if the French come again? Won't that even cause more confusion? Uh, oh, Hartlepool, we yes. love you. I'm Christopher Sabbath, voice of Alex Louis Armstrong, the strong arm alchemist. And you're listening to The Geek Show, which has been passed down the Armstrong line for a generation or two. Uh, welcome back to a show on the radio done by people, said by people. <laughs> the people have spoken. Uh, I mean, uh, the Geek Show. We're on the, the Geek Show. I'm going to put that in the, the best of Geek Show so. compilation. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Volume one. I'm not even going to no, like no, no, the down the line one. That's going to go straight in first. Yes. Is Rob going to be our Kyle? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? You know, but obviously an intelligent. I've learned something today. Tell us what that is. Never, never use slidey shoes in a wet day. <laughs> ah, I see. Yeah. <laughs> Look at those pimping shoes. Yeah, that's when one thing. When the hose That's one thing. I'm not Jewish, though. <laughs> no, but I get mistaken for it plenty of times. Moving is that, on. Is that Roman nose of yours? It Moving is. on to something less. It's very aquiline. Racist. <sighs> Moving on. Yes, no. we are talking movies. Okay, yes. Yes, yes we we're talking movies. I just want to talk about your shoes some more. So when are you getting the get ones? <laughs> I'm just waiting until you decide to be grown-ups. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to... Yes, culture crash. Yes. Uh, the way a lot of industries are going now, they are biting off more than they can chew. And is there going to come a point where they just can't afford to make big-budgeted stuff and it just return to zero? Well, I see what you mean. When it comes to like the big budget stuff, they seem to in have movies, to, in to use an established IP because they're scared of failure. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if you're putting that much money in, you need to see a return, and it seems they're too scared of not seeing that return well, that they yeah. need to use something like an established IP that's, that's tr- got a fan yeah. base. It's comic book movies, this is tend to be like the two hundred million dollar budget. And seriously, do you need two hundred million dollars to make a good comic book movie? Not at all. You can make a Rorschach one, super cheap. It's just a guy in a mask. Well, yeah, I mean, there's been some really good fan sort of films. Yeah, fan, books, fan so movies. There's, uh, there's a Portal one. Like, I know it's not comic book, but there was a Portal one from about two or three years ago. It was really mm-hmm. good. Has anyone seen the Venom one done by uh, that French guy? Yes. And he did another one that was really good. I can't remember what who it was of. Uh, it was The Punisher, Dirty Laundry. He yes, did that one as yes. well. Yeah, it's just, does it need to, what is, why are people not going to see movies? That was the sort of first question we were going for. Well, I mean, home entertainment is becoming a really big thing now. I mean, these days you can have if what's effectively a, a cinema in your own home. When you say these days, this has been for about the past 20 years. No, I mean, now you cinema. can get all, you can, you've got like digital surround sound and everything like that. You can't really remember past the day VHS was, you know. I don't even remember rolling. what I had had for breakfast yesterday. <laughs> I Shut up. I remember my granddad going on about <laughs> getting his Dolby 5.1 in, and that was like 20 years ago. Mate, I can remember when all this was feels. Now, silence. I can't <laughs> wait for the rise of the Amish. <laughs> <laughs> What's their problem with mustaches? I don't know, man. I love mustaches. I don't know. Amish ninjas? Oh, oh my god. Yeah, keeping on topic, you <laughs> bunch of idiots. Breaking your house, peanuts, we will churn thy butter! 
Yes. Uh, anyway, yes. You've effectively got uh, a cinema in your own home. And you don't have to pay, like, stupid prices for popcorn, ice cream. Who, sorry, sorry, sort of sorry, sorry. You can who, have your mates who, all who around. Who eats popcorn? Who eats it? People do. What's the, oh, I hate Rick's you all. Got his hand up in the air. I hate every single one of you. It has to be to nasty things to you in your dreams. You, I don't want to know what you want to do yeah, to me yeah. in my dreams. Yeah, you can leave my ears alone. I'm the Freddy Krueger of popcorn eaters. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to know what's on the end of your fingers. I want someone to Photoshop that. I want to see just Rob's so head popping out from a box, <laughs> box of popcorn. <laughs> I want to see all 80s posters. You better stop that. <laughs> Oh God! There's our new poster for the next quiz. Just a dude's lap, and then like some last. That's our next quiz poster. Up, and then all of a sudden, his head just pops out at the top. Just yeah. really small, Rob. Chris, that's our next quiz poster. Oh, <laughs> right there. Not yeah. a really small I will actually Rob, draw that. Size Rob I will draw that. Out. Yeah. I don't care about physics. <laughs> just some dudes happy with his box on his lap, and the girls reaching in, and then Rob's head just pops out at the top. Hello. Everyone. I don't like the implications of that. <laughs> You open You'll the be door covered to in it. butter as well. You'll be shiny. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Just all right. Yeah, see, people who are listening on the radio, believe it or not, this is the geek show, not the free idiot show. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Right. Okay. Back <laughs> to the back Huzzah. to the point. <sighs> with, you know, with services, uh, with services like Netflix and stuff like that. On, um, so you say that. You say that. But who have you actually been on Netflix? Yes. Yeah, I use it, it quite it, a bit. It's ninety percent rubbish. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, well, that's, the American that's, Netflix you can find is some brilliant stuff because it's ninety percent rubbish. Yeah, well, it, it depends what you call it. good. It's good rubbish. Well, yeah, right, but, but what I'm talking about is what, yeah. with uh, with the ability to stream movies uh, over the internet now, you don't actually you know DV- you don't actually need to have it on DVD or anything like that. And the transition from cinema to internet stream is becoming shorter. Yeah, progressively well, shorter. So I'll never follow it. Yeah, but what I'm saying is with that sort of technology available. Why do people still want to go to the cinema when they can have uh, an all, almost the same experience at home? There's a perfectly good working blockbuster still in Hartlepool, of all places. Really? It still exists? Yeah, it's open. <laughs> I went into it the other day. Oh, my God. And it's ridiculously high priced. No, well, don't blame them. I, th- I think going to the cinema to see a film collectively with a bunch of friends is still an event that people yeah. like to do. So. Well, there's an atmosphere. You can do as what you want to your house. It will still be best at a cinema. You will not be able to get a projector anywhere near as big as something you will see in a cinema ever. I am the not acoustics will never, ever be as good. So cinema... I, I am not disputing that. ...will always in, be in better, anyway. frankly. I totally agree with you. But you've got to admit that the price of going to the cinema has progress- progressively become much more expensive. Well, that's because all the money goes back to the studios and there's a lot of co- uh, fees to be covered. Yes. The only way cinemas can make money is through concessions, through overpriced hot dogs and popcorn and stuff. <laughs> Who doesn't love sausages? <laughs> but like for that, like, uh, for that like, collective event... like. I went to the uh, Doctor Who showing, you know, when yeah. they, it was the 50th anniversary. Yeah, that's like a, a cinema's branching out. They're doing, like, sports events and comedy yeah. events yeah. and all sorts. Yeah, that was really good to have, like, all these people in a room wanting to see this one thing, and it was, like, actually a really nice atmosphere because of that, well, it's that such, you wouldn't get at home. Yeah, I mean, uh, one of the other things, I mean, especially the uh, Cineworld here, one of the other things they've been doing, they've been branching out and showing, uh, I mean, they've been showing a lot, a lot of uh, Bollywood stuff over the last few years. Mm-hmm. And that attracts the Asian audience who wouldn't normally go to the cinema to see your normal sort of blockbusters because a lot of them just simply either don't have the time or don't aren't interested in seeing them. Bollywood scares me. 
Bollywood scares me, and I grew up with it. I'd love to be in one of those films, just dancing and being happy and having a scarf. That's why it scares me. I, like I grew, it. I grew, I spent, uh, you know, until the age of five, I thought that I had to learn how to dance in order to be a proper Asian. <laughs> but why not? Like, if a, if a I bit you can bust a move, man. and you don't know what you're doing, you're going to look so out of place. No, I actually thought that the way to romance a girl was to hide behind a tree and poke my head out on either side. It is. <laughs> Works you for not realise. <laughs> oh man, I'd like to see you bust a move. Go on, go on. <laughs> Do some popping and locking. No. I couldn't even get him to beatbox on air. No, uh, popping and locking. That's what happens to my joints now. Popping and locking. <laughs> then you should find it seriously. Easy. Well, the whitest person in the world, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. No, it, it's, it goes Don Glover, then Chris. <laughs> yeah. It's a scale of white guys. <laughs> <sighs> this would be amusing if I wasn't white. <laughs> but sadly, I'm... I'm anyway. I'm, I'm crispy cream, right. white. I think... <laughs> Movies are getting too big to fail, yeah. so that means they're getting quite um, cautious about what they do. Yeah. That's why, like, remakes, they need something well, with yeah. an established audience. Because the, thing, the thing from this, though, this is all happening, but what if it stops making money and they have to return to zero? What, what Yeah, what if, it, what if the whole thing comes falling down like a house of cards? Because there have been crashes in like, Hollywood before. Yeah. It's happened mm-hmm. quite regularly. What if another one is just around the corner? What, what next? The Turtles. Well, it, I think that's a disaster waiting to happen. Has anyone seen well, the, the character designs? The character design's actually the only decent thing Awful, of it. I mean, yeah. it's got, uh, what she called? Michael Bay. What's that woman called? She can pout, that's about it. She's Michael supposed, Bay? She's supposed to be beautiful, Michael but she, she, well, she's Megan not Fox. a pretty woman. Megan Am I going to make another lawsuit? Okay, I see, yeah. Like, you know, uh, are we talking whole, about Megan Fox? Yeah, with my whole, you know, David, my old David Cage thing. Am I going to do that again? No. No. Because I don't think she's very pretty. I'd rather see Nicolas Cage. Are you talking about Megan Fox is Just not an attractive right, every okay. Nicolas Cage movie. She looks like a, oh no no I nearly said it. <laughs> hey Rob, <laughs> crack off, sorry. sorry. <laughs> uh, well, what? And you said it. <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> is Nicolas Cage good or bad? That's the problem, isn't it? It depends it's on the movie. No, it's a community reference. All oh, right, it's a community yeah. reference. Yeah, there it is. I think Nicolas Cage exists in a state of both, like a super state between like genius. Uh, uh, and, like, so you're terrible. basically saying Nicolas Cage is quantum? Yes, <laughs> he's a sexy cat. That's for sure. The quantum cage. I'm going to write a book on it. <laughs> oh God, I can see physicists picking this book up, going, "Oh, the quantum cage. That looks interesting." <laughs> And really, it's just about whether Nicolas Cage is the greatest living actor of our time. I'm a treasure protector. <laughs> oh, God. Right, okay, uh, so back to back on topic then. Right, if Hollywood crashes, what can be done to revive it? As you said, Rob, Nicolas do we go back Cage. to the independent spirit of the 60s and uh, 60s to 80s, or do does it try something completely well, different? I think that independent spirit is kind of still there, because it's easier for young filmmakers to actually get their work out there than it was. Yeah. It's a mixed blessing, though. I mean, it's easier, but... There is no sort of quality control, yeah. so so much more rubbish is out there. But within that rubbish, you get the little gems. Yeah. I mean, but it means that people like Freddie Wong has had the chance to... Uh, he has his Rocket Jump, Jump channel on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, he then did Video Game High School, which uh, is now being with. shown regularly as it airs on Netflix and things. Yeah. yeah, yeah so that went from YouTube channel to, like... Like, airing so, the same as... So Netflix could could be the future. Yeah, it could be. So, like, as I said, removing them barriers for filmmakers to go from, like, nothing to getting it aired at this, on the same platform yeah. as other legitimate films. Well, yeah, that's fair. 
don't think we have a pick of the geek here this week, do we? We can do if you it's want. It's not really the, 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 the topic for it. But any other suggestions for what? What next if Hollywood goes boo-boo? More indie films. Have you actually... You know what indie films are like? I do, yes. yes. Yeah, um, sort of things. Um, I really like Temple of Doom, but Crystal Skull was just too far. I mean, it, were, it wasn't big budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're terrible. But, uh, <laughs> honestly, though, they didn't cost that much when they were made, them, did they? No, they didn't. Um, and how much did Crystal Skull cost? A couple of hundred million. Yeah, and it was what just changed in that time, seriously, that made. How much did the Lone what Ranger cost? What changed was that what the, the Westerns are a, a type of movie where you need a horse, a field, and some people. Do you know? And it cost them two hundred and fifty million dollars to make. That's a big bloody field. Do you know, what's, West was do you know what's changed? Best Western I've seen. What's changed? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Sorry, Rob, Rob, so, Rob. Yeah. He said something. <laughs> what? What? I, I do this for a reaction. <laughs> wild oh, Wild it West. Works every time. Did you just say Wild Wild West is the best Western? <laughs> I will drop kick you down those very tight <laughs> stairs. <laughs> it sounds fun. Right. Okay. I think what's changed in Hollywood is the uh, is the assumption that the studio executives because of their various bits of market research and stuff like that they assume that they know what audiences want that's the same in everything though isn't it it's not the suits suits think they know everything the suits always think they know everything but these days they seem they seem to have this uh, it's effectively the same as you get in like the comics industry the animation industry and loads of different things Um, they have this idea that they are the gods of what we should like but we don't like what they like because We've existed with the internet for like twenty years. Well, I've uh, I read that uh, have you seen <coughs> the new um, oh, what's it called the the thing with the time traveling dog and kid? Yeah. Well, in uh, the, Peabody and Sherman. Well, in the original Peabody and Sherman were the, Sherman were the only two characters. Yeah. The um, apparently the studio making it was giving a mandate that they needed a love interest. Yes. For a dog and a child. I, I'm sorry. Right. On that point, the studio though, did a very good job a love and basically added in a leading lady type role. Yeah. You see rather that, than have you seen her? I've not seen it the, yet. No, not her. The character. They've sexualized yeah. the little girl, and it's super creepy. Well, it's it because is. Like, super creepy. Because it is because it's, that it's, these it's, movies need certain a- aspects to co- like to go through. Because and yeah. one of them is they need the love story in there. It's my problem with I mean, Marvel the whole, films. The whole thing the with that. The, the whole thing with that character, in the, the female character in she, P, uh, Peabody and Sherman. The whole idea behind that. It's a purely marketing idea. Right, it was. So, it's an old marketing tactic. They basically do that so that the parents who take their kids to see this movie won't feel as uncomfortable watching a child on the screen. So they have that girl sexed yeah. up a bit. Yes, and the parents are like, oh yes, this is the stuff. No, it's not like they rub the pants, you know. <laughs> but they don't. <laughs> that, was the, that was where you led that there. No, frankly. but but that's the thing. It doesn't. It doesn't make them feel as uncomfortable because it's a, it's a character shape that they're more familiar with. It's got nothing it, to do with the character itself. It, it's super creepy. Of course it, it is. Of course it is. But that's the mentality behind it. It's just there to. Uh, it's just there to make the adults who take their kids. To see the movie, I mean, this is one of the reasons why lots of kids' movies have all these little in jokes for adults that kids just don't get. Yeah. Word, you know. Anyway, oh, Chris, Paris seriously, are you trying time. to be white now? <laughs> okay, pick of the geek. Your favourite three movies that will inflame Rob. <laughs> oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> are you ready for this? Have you got your purple pants on, Rob? Nah, but they'll be purple. The Power Rangers movie, the best martial arts film I have ever seen in my life. I don't even know what a Power Rangers movie is. But obviously I'm talking about Turbo. 
I don't know what that <laughs> is. <Pirates. laughs> Turbo. I thought you were talking about Dino Force. No, my favourite Marvel movie <laughs> has got to be, I don't know, Spider-Man 3. Don't really care for Spider-Man. No. My, uh, my favourite movie is Beyond Two Souls. <laughs> <laughs> now you got it. Yes, I broke him. I hate you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> right, shall we take a break? <laughs> Are you going to beat that, Chris? Or? Punch kicker. No, that's awesome. No, no. Sucker <laughs> punch. Best movie of all time. No, no, I think played out there. No, no, no. The man with the iron fists. I've told you this. You're cheating. Yeah. I'm taking swings in the dark. You're just get, telling me stuff I already know. Yeah, I know. I know, I know. Jersey Girl. You like... Uh, he's, oh, him. <laughs> Mallrats. Clerks. Well, Mallrats is all right. It yeah. is. Clerks is good. Clerks 2 is the best one, I think. Clerks 2 is barely a movie. Oh, I loved it. Right, shall we take a break there before <laughs> we actually break Just from? the right amount of Star Wars versus The Lord of the Rings. Right. Hi, this is Private Dick Simmons from the popular web series Red vs. Blue, and you're listening to The Geek Show. Sarge approved. If you have any movies that will inflame and enrage Rob, please hashtag The Geek Show, tweet us, and uh, see if yes. we can annoy him even further. No, let's just yes. tweet him. Let's tweet Rob. Also, just to let people don't know... know Twitter, so... Bleh. Yes, also just to let people know, the quiz is coming up on the 12th of February. There's all mm. sorts to win, so uh, get yourself to Mink for around 7 o'clock. It's £3 per person, yes. Do not bring food or drink with you. And also, we have a competition that we're going to announce today. Yes. We'll tell you that wasn't a related... <laughs> that was just a, a random... <laughs> we'll tell you what you can win. The competition's going to be good. Yes. Um... Anyway, moving on. Game section. I thought yes. you were going to like talk more about this. No, I, no, no. no. Hold in me the in, and then you just... in the announcements. No. <laughs> I've just noticed there was a second sofa in here. Build the suspense. <laughs> I have a sofa to myself. It's kind of awesome. Oh, it was already there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, game section we're in now. Yes, game section. In all I... honesty, how much bigger can AAA games get? Because they are sort of reaching the peak now. I mean, I think the budgets are rivaling like, I think big blockbuster I think this, this console launch has kind of shown that to actually make a AAA like, console game takes time, and they weren't ready for yeah. Yeah. this launch cycle for the Xbox One, for the PS4. I have a few questions for this. <coughs> yeah. What the hell is AAA? It's a type of battery. I know it is. It's basically, uh, <laughs> it's, basically uh, right. <laughs> it's basically the, the highest rank of, say, uh, production values, money invested, that sort of thing. You know, AAA titles are basically the ones that you expect to be blockbuster titles. Oh, I see. You so know, it's better the than one, the air. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just, they just help oh, you. Mind you, one more. One it's more like, is that, is that, I, I use the battery ranking, so if you get, like, triple C batteries there, that's, that's a terrible battery. You can't buy shops with that. There's a triple C battery? Probably. Is a drip? I don't know words. It's one. Yes. Here. Anyway, how but much yeah, bigger the, can AAA titles the, get? The thing is with AAA is the biggest budgets mean they have to sell well. Yeah. So you've got to cater to everyone, and it's got to be like something like Grand <laughs> Theft Auto, where they know it's going to sell hand over fist. Yeah. Oh, I mean, e- even something uh, something crazy like FIFA. You know. Oh God. They know it's going to sell to all the people who like football. And then it goes straight to cash generator, sell them for a pound fifty. Yes. Yeah, but Dave's point about Grand Theft Auto is a good one because it cost more than any other game to make, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, it has broke sales records. Yeah, it has broke sales records pretty much everywhere. But that's uh, you know where can they go from there? Down. 
Yeah, GTA Six. That's a logical choice. No, I mean, how, how much long, bigger can they get? How, how long is it going to take yeah. them to make a, a GTA Six for the new, the next gen of consoles? A while. Well, yeah, they reached that point now, and each game has got to sort of hurdle the last quite considerably. Yeah. What would GTA Six have to do? I mean, that's ridiculous. Sort of levels of money and time spent on a game to do that. I, I mean, I, I just keep expecting GTA to turn into The Sims at some point, so it'd be like GTA Sims instead of GTA 6. And another one that's inflated with uh, over time is the Metal Gear series. Yes. That if everyone has to top the last one, um, the, the well, development it, yeah. costs that go into them, like the Fox engine. That's it was very, very small at the beginning. It just doesn't feel like the same series anymore, to be honest. And the first one feels like it could be a blockbuster movie. It feels it like could, it's like self-contained. You know, like it, a film it, that you'd watch. It's like the first Star Wars. It was like a, a crummy production values, but it had the ideas there. It didn't yeah. need to, you know, spend loads of money on it. Yeah. But now it's uh, who is uh, doing Snake now? Uh, Keith Sutherland. Yeah, that just says everything about it, doesn't it? Oh, it's it's yeah. Big Boss. It's not the same character. Well, as. no, but it's just not. It doesn't fail. I mean, it's but David I mean, Hayter. But well, that's another issue for another day. The thing is, when you start when you start replacing um, unknown, uh, relatively unknown voice actors in the acting community, I should say, with Hollywood actors, you know, you. What is he a Hollywood say? actor? Seriously, Keith who, who employs Keith Sutherland? He's awful. Anybody who makes twenty four. Don't make twenty four. Oh, it's that dude. Yeah. They don't make uh, 24 his dad's much better. Donald Sutherland was an awful film as well. Yeah, but Donald Sutherland, he's doing horrible things to those kids in the Hunger Games. <laughs> yeah. why, why did Donald Sutherland... My imagination went up? elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> down imagination, down. <laughs> right, okay. But when you start employing, you know, n- named actors, let's say, you know, named Hollywood actors... Yeah, um, you're going to ru- start running into these spiralling costs, but why not just do... Talented the, nobodies. Yeah, the talented nobodies. Well, because that's how tickets won't sell so great for the simple fact no one knows who they are. Yeah, well, but we're you talking about that. games. Nobody buys a game for the voice actors. Yeah, nobody buys exactly. a game for the voice actors, so what's the point in using a Well, it depends on the game. Actor? If you're talking like a game that's a tie-in or something, it feels cheapened Brutal, by not having yeah, the... For, yeah, for, for movie tie-ins, I'm fine with... The actors from the movie. And Rick just men- yeah. mentioned uh, Brutal Legend, where yeah. that that basically, the game stars Jack Black as Jack Black, yeah. and actually benefits from it. Yeah. Because well, they've got him in a good role. They've got him in a role that actually suits him. This is the thing. No, it doesn't. You're not seeing him do a proper acting. No, I'm saying It suits the persona of Jack, yeah, Jack yeah, Black yeah, yeah, that yeah. you were Is this in the holiday? Set? No. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie, Bernie, watch it. It's really good. Okay, but yeah, when you've got uh, an IP like Metal Gear Solid or Grand Theft Auto, you well, don't need a named actor to play the lead role. Well, they did it well in uh, the Splinter Cell. They got rid of Michael Ironside, who is he is Sam Fisher. Yeah, and they replaced him with another person. Yeah, who has a voice. Jude Law. No, he was a younger actor. No, I just do the role, hear Jude Law. <laughs> Jude Law does not work as Sam Fisher. No, but he has a dreamy voice. <laughs> oh Jude Law Rob can't even look at you now I'm, uh, I'm going to photoshop the uh, the cover with Jude Law with them uh, th- <laughs> three light goggles things on nice. I think and I'll just hand, hand it to you for use at night I was watching Pineapple Express last night and that Jude Law draw came up and I was just like I wonder how I can get Jude Law into this <laughs> well into the pineapple no into this but you know oh, right. okay. Okay. All right. okay. back on topic I could put a pineapple in Jude Law 
<laughs> we don't want to know. Um, are indie games a real move for the future, or is it just the major studios' way of minimising losses by publishing games? What I mean by that, it's not yeah. the existence of indie games, it's the way that Sony and Microsoft are pushing them more than they ever have. Well, Rather yeah. than the actual existence of these things. and They're they're I guess if, E3. You, if they were to create their own I- IPs and push them out there, that's a risk. Yeah. If they yeah. push out an indie studio's product, then there is no risk for them whatsoever. So, well, yeah, I get what you mean. It's there, not just, if, if that's what you... It's not just that. It's part of it, yeah. At, at E3, both companies made a major play of indie games working on their consoles. You know, it was a big thing. That was their big announcement. Yeah, it was a big part of their announcements. <laughs> but still, it's only like big established indie games that they're, they're getting the attention. Like, um, obviously, the the announcer is going to be an Xbox One version of Minecraft. Yeah. If you go on the Xbox Live currently and go to the top ranking indie games, uh, I think it's about eight of the top ten have the words "mine" or "craft" in them. Yeah. So there are Minecraft clones all over the yeah. live arcade. Well, it wasn't so much a, re- a reference to now. It's more in the next generation. Yeah. Well, the current generation, you could call it, actually. They are pushing it a lot stronger. Yeah. All I was saying, like, they, they talk about it as a, a way of, of innovation, but unfortunately the market at the minute buys clones of what they already like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So still, your new IP is still at risk even even if you go through the well, I mean, indie way. Given how many games have been released over the decades, it's you're not going to get an original game. Well, you know, I beg to differ. Games are derivative of each other. They've always been stealing mechanics and like Nobby Nobby Man to make the best. Yeah, best there you thing. go. There's an original game, Nobby Nobby Man. <laughs> All right, that no. sounds like a fun game. Uh, it's from the guy who did uh, Katamari Damacy. Yeah. He did a really really weird PSN thing. Well, Katamari Damacy is basically a bit like that game where you eat smaller fish than yourself. Well, yeah. but I thought that was just a screensaver for an old Windows. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Well, there we go. But Look, looks pretty, though. Watching fish eat other fish. Yeah, yeah. I heard about yeah, you're on like about, it. Uh, well, it's more uh, the style and the execution on Katamari Damacy that makes it, uh, like, yeah. in a Flow, different. you're on about. That game, you're on about fish eating each other. Flow. Was no. in uh, Deuce but, Bigelow... Mill Jiggler as well, was it? What? No, no he's, he's not on about floor. Fish eating fish. He's oh. not on about floor. Yeah, because that's what anyway, that is. I'm going you were saying, Dave. I have no idea. Sorry. You've, you've <laughs> sidetracked me to a point that I don't know what I'm at. You, about we were anymore. talking about indie games. Indie games, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, at the minute, there's, there's going to be some good stuff rise to the top. Yeah. But it's kind of flooded with the app kind of games. Yeah. But... Can indie games actually ever really rival AAA games? Yeah. I mean, in terms of production, you know, in terms of scope, in terms of just the sheer size of the game. Well, have you seen that? uh, I don't know what the new one's called, but it's a randomly generated sort of sci-fi thing where you go to different planets. Starbound? No, no, it's... I can't remember the name of it. It's announced quite recently. You're not on about the remake of Elite, are you? No, I'm not. No Man's Sky? No Man's Sky, that's the one, yeah. That, that's... Pretty huge for an indie game developed yeah. by two or three people. Yeah. So yes, it can. But you know the proof's in the pudding. So yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Well, one. sometimes it's not scope that sells a game. You don't care how big it is. It's yeah. whether what you're playing right now, whether you enjoy it. Yeah. It's like at no point have you ever said like a film. Well, I'm not going to see it because it's not long enough. Just enjoy the moment that while you're in it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. 
and uh, take Far Cry Three. Great, great, great game. Massive, but there's nothing in that world. So yeah. scope isn't everything, really. Okay, so what's the real future of games then? We can't answer this, dude. The future hasn't happened. We're not Nostradamus. What do, What would you like to happen in ga- in the gaming industry then, rather than what will happen? What would you Some like to see? RPGs, because my God, it's lacking. JRPGs, you mean, not just generally. No, I mean generally. generally like, Zim, not you. Stories like that. Hack and Slash is a decent one, not that Metal Gear one. Oh, oh Metal Gear Rising, I liked. I liked it for ten minutes. What's well, not really happy? It's not I generally RPG, got though, really bored. I was just like. It's not really an RPG, though, is it? No, he, he moved on from that, dude. He's, I said uh, hack and slash. I yeah. really do oh, right, have yeah. a fondness for hack and slash games. but Well, they can be good. I'm still waiting for Bayonetta 2. Oh, yeah, likewise. It's out, isn't it? No. No, it's mm. not out yet. It's going to be a Wii U exclusive when it eventually hits. Yeah. That's like just a new, such a stupid decision. I'd it's like not, to see a decent hmm. title from Sega that isn't Sonic. Yes. Oh, future. Or no. an Olympic game. Do you know what I would like them to do? You know Jet Set the, Radio 2? You know their Shining series? Yes. Right. Um, go back to like the uh, late eighties, mid nineties. The Shining series was right at the top of RPGs, you know. Uh, and over time, it's just san- kind of it- it's been dragged through the mud. Well, Sega don't really know how to do anything oh, until you get like on. Shining Hearts, the bread of happiness. Right, what Sega's, the hell is Sega's that all about? best decision this week? Go on. They released the artwork for the new Sonic Boom cartoon. Oh God, yes, oh, God. yes, yes. <laughs> best decision. <laughs> oh God. Uh, Knuckles was really quite big. I, I, I was talking to Dave about <laughs> is this it earlier. A new cartoon TV show? No, no, no. It's yeah, a it's going to be a cartoon. Oh, it's, it's a cartoon. No, it's not a new game. It's a cartoon. Oh, right. It's called Sonic Boom. It's going to be like launching yeah. about fall, I think. I was I, talking to Dave. The internet. I will yes. defend it though. The tails, car- the tails design is very good, but none of the tails are. headphones aren't actually over his ears or in his ears because they're not headphones. They're goggles. He's an inventor. Did you? No, look at he's the got the goggles there, but he's got the headphones there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even so, it's the only sort of competent design of the three. I just wanted Cartman um, to, tur- to turn up on the thing and Sonic go. Sonic and Amy, were like a, they're a lot better proportioned for well, like well, animation. Yeah, maybe the proportions better, but what's the whole deal with the bandages around the arms and the trying I to make it know. look like Street Fighter characters? No, they're, really? try- they're trying to make him look like kind of with Knuckles. He's supposed to be like a Mutai character type thing, you know. Well, bandages I, are because well, he punches no, but stuff. Sonic has bandages as well, and so does Amy, and it does, uh, it's like yeah. I, I don't understand the scarf with Sonic. Where is he a bandit now or something? Uh, he's he's, he, he's he going to hold up. Is he going to hold up trains or the westerns? What I found weird with the bandages on Sonic Arms, he yeah. looks a bit like the character design for Gear from that. Uh, did you see that anime that was based off the Sega Nintendo Wars? Hmm? It was, <laughs> it's as long as this is better than Sonic Underground, then I'm alright. They made an anime yeah. based off the Sega Nintendo Wars of the mid '90s, yeah. and the main character is called Gear, who was basically Sonic the Hedgehog. He's got blue hair. Yeah, he had bandages on his arms, and yeah. he ran fast. Yeah. But relating to that, future of games, I do hope it will be a day, one point in the future, where Sega can actually get the act together to move do another console. Dreamcast too. Dreamcast was awesome, I'll have you know. Yes. <laughs> it, it was before its time in a few things, like online online connected. Yeah. Um, peripheries, it had, it had rhythm controllers before rhythm controllers were a thing. One of the best yeah. controllers there's been as well, frankly. Yes. Um, well, yeah, I mean, you, Sega, man. the Dreamcast had loads of stuff. I mean, they had the webcam, they had the uh, keyboard, mouse, um, karaoke system, 
dance mats by the um, the uh, twin stick, yeah the fishing controller the twin sticks the maracas. twin sticks for uh, for virtue on the maracas they were so far ahead of the time but yeah. fast forward to now and they're all identical all the consoles there's yeah. nobody sort of forging a different oh, way and I mean the microphone there's, there's the Wii U but that's not selling at all, is well, it? It's gone down a... Well, I mean, aside from the motion control, the Wii basically did everything that the Dreamcast did. Oh, wow, that looks awful. Yes. Hi, I'm Matt Dyson, and whenever I'm in the UK, I listen to The Geek Show. And I live here, so that's pretty damn awful. Uh, welcome back to The Geek Show on 104.5 CVFM. We're in the review section. Got a few. Yes. Uh, I'll go first, but this is a very... Very difficult review to do. It's uh, The Wolf Among Us, Episode 2. Awesome. Difficult, because how do you describe what the plot y- is? Your experience point? may differ. Exactly. It's, it's, it's from Telltale, and every decision you make sets the game off in a completely different direction, so no two playthroughs are really going to be the same unless you're super boring. But anyway, uh, Wolf Among Us is based on the Fables comic book series, about how people from the uh, fairy tale land move to a district of New York and uh, use a, a spell called Glamour yeah. to make themselves appear as if human. And uh, in this game, it stars Big B as the Big Bad Wolf. He's a sheriff of the town and uh, he has to solve problems. And the particular problem which you are presented with in episode one is a, a prostitute, essentially, uh, who's beheaded and the head is left on your doorstep. And this is a community where murder doesn't happen and people, or fables, don't really die. Yeah. And at the end of episode one, you were faced with a position to sort of uh, kidnap or arrest one of two people. And from there, it leads on to another death of a major character, which is a really shocking moment, and it's a really hard game to synopsize. Uh, But episode two... uh, where episode one was about who the person was, who you found murdered. Episode two is about finding who this person actually was murdered by. And takes you in, so it, it, it advances the world, it spreads the world out a lot more. It was quite intimate, the first episode, with only a few characters. It introduces uh, Georgie Porgy, who is quite sweary and he's sort of a very skinny, sort of cockney gangster type. Yeah. I thought you were going to say something there, Chris. Sorry. No, it's just an awesome book series by Bill Willingham. I advise you read it all. It is a prequel to the books. Uh, yeah, it's it's fantastic. The It's much better than the first, and the dialogue is much sparkier. Yeah. Uh, it introduces some new dynamics. I mean, in The Walking Dead, I haven't played any other Telltale games. It was, it was a traditional point-and-click game in every sense of the word. Uh, but in this one, the left stick controls the character movement, and the right stick, uh, the target and reticule, but... The problem here is it's got the same old problem every sort of uh, point and click as camera angles. When you're in one room and you move about with the stick, it's fine, but when you introduce a room that connects to another room, you walk over the sort of precipice between the two and the game just goes all. It throws a fit, it doesn't really know how to handle it. Right. Uh, but the other things it introduces is not just uh, options of the t- dialogue, like trace or a squ- triangle says this, square that, circle that, X this. There's certain points at the game where it gives you a choice of to go to place A or to place B. And again, that's another thing which separates the story. It sort of improves the number of tangents, or increases the number of tangents so the story can go on. Uh, it's quite extreme in that sense. It does throw some real nasty developments at you. Uh, but generally, though, it's 
better than The Walking Dead in the sense that The Walking Dead is just a pure character study. This does the character stuff and the drama of actually finding out who did this murder really well. But at the same time, it just doesn't have these strong characters. But, you know, it's it's telltale. Everything they do is enthralling and it's just a fantastic tar- storytelling experience. So I, I highly recommend it and I think that was out on the 7th. Cool. And uh, I'll have a review of both on the website in the next coming days. Cool. Yes. Right. Very good. I'm reviewing uh, the movie Hellgate. I was going to do this, but me and it had creative differences. Yes. Me and it also had creative differences, but I can actually uh, I, I can actually see it. Uh, okay. Hellgate is a movie from 1989, not to be confused with Hellgate that came out in 2011 starring William Hurt. Right? Nobody would do that. Yeah. But they're the same name. <laughs> so, uh, and, you know, you could confuse it. I'm just saying. It's a William A. Uh, Levy movie from 1989. Um, now, and the weird thing is, Hellgate is one of those disjointed movies. It's very odd while you're watching it. And you kind of, you have to sit there and go uh, uh, and try and figure out what it, what exactly is wrong with the movie because <laughs> right with it. No, no, no and I don't mean that in I don't mean attack thing is I didn't mind the movie. I didn't find it a a a a, a terrible movie, but it's disjointed in the way it's made, which is well, the story. Not just the story. No, no, I mean what is the story? Okay, the story is uh basically four college kids go on a road trip to the local legend, uh, you know, Hellgate, it's like a ghost town. Well, they thing. go to, like, the cabin, yeah. and they start telling ghost stories, and Hellgate is the local one yeah. everybody knows about. Exactly. So they go to visit the town, and then all sorts of wibbly stuff starts happening, right? Um, and I mean wibbly. Uh, it goes off on one. Well, not really. It's the classic, here is a guy, he finds a, cl- a diamond that brings the dead back to life. Yeah. And so, who? what's... Oh, well, I'll no, kill it, everybody it in the village and make a village. It doesn't bring the dead back to life only. It no, no, does it doesn't. weird stuff to the living. It does. Yeah. Makes them explode, I think. Yeah, it makes them expand into mutants and, you know, with blue eyes and then explode. Anyway, the movie is set, uh, supposed to be set in kind of the American Midwest, but it's not. It was actually filmed in South Africa. Well, that doesn't really matter. No, it does matter. This is the thing. Um, when you were watching the film, right, that whole sense of uh, disjointedness, it comes from the actors themselves. Ron Polillo is the only kind of American, act, uh, you know, real American actor that's, that's type the lead, person. Lead. He's the male lead. Most of the other actors are South African doesn't, with doesn't really matter, who, who have good American accents. It does because it's all about how they talk. One of the yeah, things that I couldn't figure out, hang on, one of the things that I couldn't figure out when I was watching the movie was why everybody just kind of, all their, all of their speeches, were, all of their conversations were just a little bit too clipped and too precise. I, I disagree. It doesn't really matter in a film like it this. It mattered to me. It was something that I picked up on it's while I was watching it. a peculiar sort of thing to pick up Yeah, on. but I deal in words mainly, don't I? And that, that's the thing. For me, I picked up on it, but only because I was watching I didn't understand it until I watched the extras, and then okay, it suddenly, okay. suddenly became clear what was going on. And for me, that gave the, that gave the, every time there was a conversation between characters, you know, every time they were talking or, you know, even just screaming, even just screaming, run away, run away, it was just, it, it just struck me as a little bit off. And that's part of the entire movie. It just strikes you as being a little bit, off center there's something not quite right about it and 
yes, the story makes not a jot of sense. Well, it does in the sort of genre B movie sense. Yeah, in, just, in that sense. The but problem is the execution rather than the actual yes, story itself. Because they had a limited budget, so they could only do so much with it. Uh, no, I think you're giving them way too much credit there. I just don't think anybody was actually any good at the job when they made it. That's what I mean. Uh, the limited budget. It's so like, like effects department. Hey, you over there, you have hands. Well, do this for us. Hang on, apparently they and had the people who were doing the effects for the Superman movie doing the effects on this. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> which, which Superman movie? The first one. Oh, it was number four. <laughs> I, I'd be happily agreeing with you yeah. there. But, but anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, I remember I remember number four. Three was even worse when they turned Lois Lane into that, like, uh, robot-type cyborg thing. I can't remember that. Um, three was the one with Richard Pryor. And that's all I remember about it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway, Hellgate is one of those... Uh, it's one of those movies that I would actually recommend watching just to see... Uh, just to see what B movies can act, you know, the limits to uh, to which they can go off centre. Well, there's worse than this. There is worse than this, but I mean, Ghoulies, there's one. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've heard, uh, I've read people talk about Hellgate and try and compare it to those Lucio Fulci movies. No, Lucio but, Fulci, he, he was grotesque. And yes, he just exactly. Hellgate the wall with the gore. Hellgate didn't scare me. It made me laugh. It that's, made, that's it, what it lives as now, sort of a, yeah. a cult. It's so bad, it's good. Sort of Plan Nine from outer space. Yeah, but I quality mean, thing. I mean, it's it's a difficult movie to actually explain. It's it's a difficult movie to sit there and talk about unless you actually watch it. You have to you have to be talking to somebody. I mean, I'm talking to Rob about the movie. We've both seen it. We've so. both seen it. Yeah. So he, I can actually communicate with him and talk to yeah, him properly yeah. about the movie. But you and Chris have not seen it, Dave. And because you haven't, it's difficult to explain it to you. It's one of those movies that you have to actually sit there and watch, and then you'll totally get what I'm talking about. Would you recommend I did? No. <laughs> get, actually, I would. Get really would. drunk. Have a few friends over. That really sounds go. more appealing. This sounds achievable. Yes. Yeah. But if you're going to watch it sober, never, ever bother with this yeah. stuff. Anyway, uh um, we generally agree. It's not very good. It's not. Uh, I w- it's awful, in fact. I wouldn't say it was awful, right? I didn't mind it, right? Um, but then again, I have weird tastes, which is one of the reasons why I watch well, anime. Well, traditionally, <laughs> I like this sort of thing. I like my cult stuff, my genre uh, stuff, my yeah, sleazy stuff. But this just. It, I think it, it was tame by those comparisons. Well, that's it tried what I mean. I, I think, I think excessive the, and loud, but it was just yeah. sort of. The sort of thing that somebody who doesn't watch this stuff thinks, I know what would be great and I know what would be extreme, but it just... But that's what I mean. I think one of the differences is, because my grounding is in anime, I've seen a lot of Wibbly stuff even worse than this, so... Well, yeah, don't doubt that, yeah. um, Which is one of the reasons why I didn't mind it. It's a a weird angle to come at it from. You know, it it, it doesn't make sense, but then again, the movie don't make sense. Um, There are some extras on it. Uh, Rod to Perdition, which is an interview with uh, William A. Levy. B-movie style, Alien Alien Invasion, Blaxploitation, and Ghostbusting Mayhem is another interview um, with uh, one of the guys uh, from the movie. And Video Nasty, which is uh, an interview with one of these B-movie directors Uh, 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 talking about the rise of kind of 80s and 90s horror on video. Is this counted as a a Video Nasty? Uh, No. Oh, good, because that would be hilarious. But, yeah. (laughs) Um... (laughs) It's, uh, what was it? Uh, I've forgotten who, it, was it uh, Eureka? It's out from? It's Arrow. It was Arrow, out sorry, on yeah. the 27th, Arrow. along with uh, Frogs from Helltown. No, Hell Hell, Hell 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 Hell
Do you have another review? Uh, no, it's uh, Danga Romper, the last yep. one. Danga Romper, Trigger Happy Havoc. Uh, is Say it again. Danga Romper, Trigger Happy Havoc. And again. No, I refuse. <laughs> you can't make me. It's You're too not my much of a tongue twister, that one. Right, um, it's the PSV, it's the PlayStation Vita version of uh, Danga Romper, Kibo no Gakko and Zo, uh, Tosetsubo no Kokose, or Danga Romper Academy of Hope and High School of despair. Uh, sorry, you high actually, school students like, of despair. sounded more comfortable saying the Japanese version than Trigger Happy Havoc. Yeah, I know I was. Um, <laughs> it was originally released for the PSP in two thousand in November two thousand and ten, and it's wow, uh, was that long ago? Yeah, I can't remember the uh, studio that came up with it. It was uh, is, this, is that a translation issue with the delay? Uh, no, I think it's just because they because there was a delay. Well, the uh, it's got. A lot of popularity since the anime series aired. The like anime last came season. out last last year. That um, makes sense then. It enough, was like yeah. last year's fall anime. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah I know. So yeah. yeah. And now, here's the weird thing, right? I watched the anime and I didn't really enjoy it as much, but the game is a different matter. The entire the entire plot actually makes more sense as a game. And it actually is more appropriate as a game because it was originally a game, which is probably why the anime didn't feel, you know, quite right to me. It's a, a weird blending of first-person point-and-click adventure, visual novel, courtroom-based shooter of mm, all what? things. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that makes no sense. Uh, so um, to, to sum up the prof- plot briefly, it's murder mystery crossed with uh, death games. Yes, like battle royale. Uh, so yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, that uh, that's actually a very good analogy. Um, in certain aspects, it's similar to both Persona and Ace Attorney, um, but only in certain aspects. Uh, the game's set in Hope's Peak Academy, and players take the role of uh, Nagi Makoto, uh, the ultimate lucky student, apparently, uh, in a class with, filled with other ultimates. There's the ultimate affluent progeny, ultimate writing prodigy, ultimate swimming pro, ultimate pop sensation, ultimate that's baseball star, ultimate biker gang leader. Arrogant anime, Ooh, yeah. if that's what it's like. Well, it's more sort of like to put across that these are like a representation of like the stereotypes you'd see yeah, in high school. They're, 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 they're oh, okay, the stereotypes. Yeah. Um, there's a large number of characters that you can interact with, and they're surprisingly well realized in the game. They weren't as well realized in the anime because the anime. How long did the anime run? It was only twelve episodes. Yeah, it was yeah. one season. Yeah, you know. like more time on it. Yeah, yeah more time need to be on it. I mean, this game, if you play it through, it will. You know, if you don't play at the speed I played it at. Um, uh, if you play at a, num- at a more normal speed, it's about twenty hours, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Now players can go around. There's two different modes. There's the normal kind of exploration mode, and then there's the mode after someone's been killed quite gruesomely, right? Um, in the normal exploration mode, you can go around the academy talking to people and you know making friends, exchanging gifts, that sort of thing. After someone dies and you have to investigate, you go around looking for clues. And then eventually you come to what's known as the class trial, where the remaining students will decide amongst themselves who the killer is. If you get it right, then the culprit is executed. This sounds a lot like a Takashi Miike film that came out recently. It is a bit like that. Uh, Shield of Straw, I think it was called. Yeah, it is a bit like that as well. Um, If you get it wrong, then all of you, all all of the ones who aren't the culprit are killed. And the killer graduates, as in gets to leave the academy. Um, That's a weird system. It's basically all or nothing. You either mm-hmm. get it right or get it wrong. And okay. when you're uh, right, the trials are, basi- are made up of a series of mini games. At first, there's kind of a roundtable debate, and you use using the evidence you ga- you've gathered. You fire bullets of truth <laughs> to shoot down their arguments. Literally, <laughs> literally. Okay. <laughs> 
well, it's kind of it's kind of an analogy, but they put it in graphic form, and yeah. you know, you know, like uh, Phoenix, Phoenix Wright does the for, objection. Further, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a bit like that. Um, and then you have a second mini game after that, um, which is kind of an, an anagram game. You have to guess the clues. Uh, really? You have to pick the letters out for to choose which bit of evidence that it is. It's terrible, I'm sorry. Third minigame is kind of a rhythm action game. And then the fourth one is, ba- you know, the fourth minigame is basically putting all of the events in sequence in a comic strip so you can tell the story back and say, this is what happened. Then you find the culprit, the culprit is executed, you move on. Sounds very disjointed. It is a very disjointed, but it also works within the context of the game. The storyline, you know, makes not a jot of sense. You're not kidding. <laughs> All you know is you uh, you wake up in this academy. You have to you have to then effectively fight for your life. Do you play an established freedom. character? Or you play it? the character of Nagi Nagi Makoto. Um, you eventually you basically have to fight for your life. It's it's a wibbly game. It's a very weather waker. Yeah. It, I, I, I've got to say, it's very, very Japanese, right? It is very Japanese in, in its approach, in its mentality. Even in the 2.5D graphics and the design of the characters, everything like that, it's very anime-style gra- uh, anime uh, in how it looks. Yeah. Um, but the voice acting is the key thing to this game. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of sp- spoken parts. And in Japanese, it makes sense. In English, they've done a really good job of redubbing it for English. Um, a very very good job. It's one. It's among the better Japanese to English dubs I've seen in a game. That's cool because, like, for such a like a visual novel yeah. style game, that's the delivery, yeah. That's really. effectively what you want. That's that's basically what makes or breaks the game. Yeah. In terms of enjoyment, it is a, it's a surprisingly enjoyable game to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly didn't think I'd like it, but then I like Ace Attorney. I like Professor Layton. I like you know uh, Persona. So. You know, but mixing kind of the three of them together, it seemed a bit odd to me. But as I was playing it, I got to enjoy it more and more. Yeah. Um, but the big problem with the game is the dialogue. It's you know, it's a strength, but it's also its biggest weakness because the game is very easy to predict. You can actually work out who the killer is very quickly in certain cases, and right. but you will have to play through the entirety of the dialogue and the entirety of the debate right. in order to get to that point. Whereas you know, an hour before you already or two hours before, well, that's, you knew that's who kind it was. of a flaw of uh, the Phoenix Wright games as well. Yeah. That like it's you have the, to wait for the opportunity strict, to yeah. get. It's what too you strict with the linearity. Yeah, you know, you can't skip it and say, right, it was him. Why? This is why. So in a way, it's a completely the opposite to the game that Rob reviewed, where yeah. that has different choices, yeah, yeah. different paths. This yeah. has a so linear story that's only going to go one way. It's too rigid with the linearity. Um, but that's the, uh, if you can live with that, if you're happy to go through all that, then you're really going to enjoy this game. You know, mm-hmm. if you like Persona, as attorney, Professor Layton, you're really going to enjoy this. Super I, niche appeal, then. It is super niche appeal, but for those people who get, who enjoy it, they will really get to grips with it, and they will, <clears> you know, they they'll talk about it for ages because the the execution scenes are really gruesome. I mean, it wears its hat on its sleeve. Um, the you know the the principal is a robot bear called Monokuma. You know, one half white, the other <laughs> yeah. half evil black. Um, That's very anime, isn't it? It is, but you know, <laughs> uh, and, and he's a lot like uh, oh, uh, the character. What's that? QB from uh, Madoka. He's oh, a lot yeah. like that. He's not evil. He's not good. He's just totally amoral. Mm-hmm. Right. He has no qualms about what he does. It's yeah, just, uh, that's just his job. Yeah, that's it. Right. 
Danganronpa is out from NAS America on the 14th of February, and we are going to be giving away a copy of it, a digital download copy for the PS Vita. Awesome. So if yes. you've got a PS Vita, yes, definitely worth it. Um, we will be telling you how you can win that at the end of the show. Rosette, turn on the Geek Show. And today we're talking about the Culture Crush. Waka waka. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a, a Muppets reference and doesn't need a reason. Yes. Pigs okay. in space. There's another one. Yes, the Culture Crush. <laughs> yes. Um, one. Oh no, that's a smooth Street Three <laughs> numbers. <laughs> uh, animation round we're in now. Yeah. And uh, we're continuing the culture crash thing. And uh, the question I'm asking is uh, how long can anime sort of keep up what it's doing now with the sort of very fan service stuff that's sort of promoting itself to people who want to buy these weird statues rather than people who want to see good anime? I'll, and you're not allowed to say too much, Rob, because you talk about this every week. I to be go. honest, in terms of production values and everything, I'd say that anime is currently on the on an upswing, in that like it's getting better in terms. Of, Rob, okay, what what? No, no, it's got to be. I, I, I'm waiting for you to finish. You, no, you just you're throwing up the objection hands. No, I'm raising my hand because I want to talk next. Just, just do it, dude. No, I was waiting for you to finish. <laughs> Interject now. I'm. I'm just going to waffle. Go for it. Okay. Um, Keep it to the points. We know you rant about this stuff. No, Smile abreast. No panty shots. It's interesting. <laughs> Caddy is gone for good. It's interesting you said that. The word? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Destroy it. It's interesting the what, first thing bread? you said. No panty shots or big boobs? Those, both those things. Nyan bread right, as well. Because those have become a staple <laughs> Small of... testicles. No, no. Just hear me out a second. Those have become kind of a staple of the anime industry. Right? Um, but now we've reached a situation where you actually have government legislation against that sort of thing. Yeah. Right. So then the question becomes, you know, uh, then the question has to become: if the anime industry can't use that to sell its pro- to sell stuff uh, to sell its uh, to sell anime in the West, what where does it go from there? I I'm, don't think that's how they're selling anime in the West now. It seems to be like there are. Especially in America, more dedicated channels that are showing it, and yeah. uh, for other reasons than it being a novelty with big boobs or with like fan yeah. service, I think people have a genuine interest now. People do have a genuine interest, but the anime industry over in Japan continues to churn out all of this stuff. I think whether the anime itself has this or not, I think people will still produce that sort of merchandise. People. I think it's just to sell merchandise, isn't it, really? Yeah, well, that's It the can be. There was a shift We have a when, statue of Big Boob Lady, when, so we'll make a show based on when it. When Neon Genesis Evangelion came out, there was yeah. a shift from Mecha being on the Otaku shelves to... Plug like, suits. Well, the girls, yeah. yeah. So, like, it became more acceptable for the people who were buying the robots to buy the... Uh, the, the figurines of the girls and things. So, yeah. that's still the same sort of merch that sells. Yeah. Um, so, fat material. <laughs> Moving Thank on. you, Chris. Moving away from that one. Down, boy. Moving away from that one. <laughs> there are still the, uh, the the anime out there that are there to sell well, things like the mechs, like the, yeah. the Gundams and the Macross ones that yeah. sell the kits and everything. But even they usually have the aspect of the uh, all the, the bishy characters to sell the figurines of those. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, but, I mean, you look at... Uh, for the last, like, four years, if you look at all, the, all of the anime released um, collectively over the last four years... Right, um, you look at the types of shows that are released. You look at the character designs, everything like that. The majority of anime being released right now is a vehicle for merchandise. 
Yeah. I, even the Danganronpa anime from last year. Oh, that's it been was, a lot of merchandise from that. Well, it's not just that. It was also to advertise the fact, uh, advertise the re-release of the game on the Vita. Yeah. It was basically a 12-episode long advert. But I'd say that, like, there's probably... <laughs> you just reminded me of a good More anime episode. that are trying to merchandise. I'd say they're actually aiming towards more demographics at the same time as well. I disagree. Moving away from this, because I feel this could go on for a while... <laughs> To be honest, the merchandise isn't selling that great, like, from the style that we're in. It, the, it's mainly the yeah. books that are popular. But we do get the odd weird one who comes in to buy the Black Butler's gloves. Well, do you for have example, that in stock? Yeah, um, Attack on Titan, the books are selling great, the manga for that. But yeah. that's not a one that's selling on fan service. No, I I, I understand that. What I'm, uh, Attack on Titan's one of those shows that... Uh, see, here's the thing, right? Um... <sighs> I was talking to this, uh, we're talking about this with uh, someone else the other day. I can't remember who it was. It might have been, uh, it might have been someone in this room. So tell me if it was you. But we were talking about uh, artists at conventions and stuff like that. And I, I was trying. It was me. Was it you, Chris? Yeah, most likely. Possibly. Um, but we were talking about artists at conventions and the difference between static art and moving art. You know, moving art being the kind of stuff that you see in comics when there's actually, your characters are actually doing something. Yeah, yeah, like uh, emotive pauses or just like yeah, dynamic, exactly that sort that of thing. Uh, I, I was trying to explain explain to them that the first rule of anime is not how well you can draw or anything like that. The first rule of anime is manga. Yeah, because all of anime, all of the designs for anime characters, all of the designs for backgrounds, everything like that, they all started off just in manga. Well, if you've uh, if you're a fan of Dragon Ball Z, if read the manga and you'll yeah. see the best camera shots are lifted straight from the manga. Exactly. There's Definitely. ones that are very like crazy shots that are like they take a portrait scene and flip it horizontally. Yeah. The um, the scene where Freezer's uh, vision gets cut in half. Yeah. Is lift, lifted directly from the manga. Exactly. And uh, it's that sort of composition and the dynamic, exactly. dynamics of it. And if you were just doing that straight as a cartoon, uh, as an animation, you would never think of doing stuff like that. Yeah. Only the, art, only the artists who do the manga do that sort of thing. But there's less... Uh, I mean, we still have the manga adaptations. Attack on Titan was a very popular manga before it became an anime. Yeah. You know, uh, oh, it was God, extremely the popular. Awful. The artwork it might is, be yeah, awful, but the reason why it was very popular was because nobody in Japan had seen anything like it before. It is an interesting concept, but my God, I hate it so much. That's fair enough. I mean, it was, that's just my own personal opinion. It, the story is just it was, rubbish. The thing is, it, the story might be rubbish, but the concept of it was different enough for this for the manga to be featured on that. It's Na the most Western... But that's what I mean, Chris. Manga it, I've ever seen come out. That's what I mean. It was so different mm -hmm. to what was being produced. Like that the actual it was actually featured Titans. on national TV. Yeah. Right, which is rare for a manga to uh, for a manga in Japan. It's Moving like all away. the bad guys generally do look like white people. Well, they are. No, they they look no. just like photorealistic people. Exactly. That's it. Like white people like no, they, they don't look like white people. They do look they, a bit they, like white people, but just like gurning a bit more. Moving away, <laughs> from, anyway. Moving away but, from yeah. the anime and manga to the West. Yeah. What's the air condition of that? I'd it's say Western an, Western is animation it, is, is in a much stronger position to Eastern. Is it though? I'd say, I'd say, as a as a general rule, I mean, if you're just talking about the U, uh, talking about like Pixar, Disney, no, DreamWorks, no, that sort no, of no. thing, the whole then, bag, the whole the, bag, the whole bag. If you're talking about continental animation stuff, no, like no, that. I mean the whole bag as far as you know American con animation goes. American animation, I don't not just the mainstream end, the sort of the whole. Uh, mix. It seems that like the Shabang. the children's animation has really been scaled back lately. Yeah. There's only uh, things like Cartoon Network are relying on a handful of shows to carry the whole channel. Yeah, there's. Uh, 
you could probably name all like four or five shows that are airing on things like Cartoon Network. Yeah. The thing I was referring to in particular, I think it was a Marvel cartoon, Howler Canned It, because it wasn't selling uh, merchandise. The with, New Justice League. Yeah. I think that Young was it. Justice, yeah. It yeah. wasn't selling, selling the merchandise with boys, it was selling with girls. Oh, no, it's, it's Justice yeah. League Un- Unlimited. Oh, is it? Uh, that one, basically, that they, not ma- a- they made a statement that it was canned because uh, basically it was popular with a female audience and the executives decided that girls don't buy merch. And that is not something that Again, happens in an industry. Suits at the top, knowing what we like. Well, no, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's not something that happens in an industry which is when healthy. When you see yeah. that, I mean, to be a little bit stereotyped, if you look at the amount of people buying merch for shows like Sherlock and things like that, that shows that girls definitely do buy merch. It's crazy you, the amount of comics I sell to females in the yeah. yeah. You've just got to you've got to change the way you're marketing things, really. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, but, I mean, uh, my, uh, I hate talk, I hate to mention it, but. My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. Oh. That's not girls buying merch. That was, uh, no. that was adult men buying the merchandise. But oh, look, uh, God, look at the, who if you uh, was it Hasbro face. was behind it? Stupid. Yeah. Right? Hasbro couldn't cope with the fact that it was adult men buying all their merchandise. Right? But they, the it, thing they is, just couldn't get their head around it. Because the thing is, the adult collector market is not as big as the... They're very vocal, yeah. but it's not as big as the amount of kids that could potentially buy things. Yes. Has anyone I, seen I The Manliest Brony yet? No. Oh, God, he's on YouTube. There's nothing manly about him. The only thing that's manly about him is a beard, and even teenagers can grow up. Is, yes. is it like the, uh, the Warcraft guy on South Park? It's yeah. basically him, but as a brony. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. He's like, I'm a manly brony. Check out my beard. Anyway. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Anyway, enough about him. Um, Definitely. But this is the thing. What you have, effectively, um, in when you're talking about merchandising uh, for West, Western animation, you've got a bunch of people who don't actually understand um, because they're not actually interested in watching these things. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's, it's the old... Well, in a way, that's why the My Little Pony phenomenon happened, because Hasbro didn't actually view the show in that sort of way. It was very popular yeah. amongst uh, an older audience because it's a well-written show, uh, uh, yeah. and... The characters appeal to people that weren't the main audience. Do you know the irony is that at one point it was called the Titus effect because Christopher Titus, when he was do- doing his t- comedy show Titus, after the third series, one of the ha- one of the execs for uh, I think it was Warner Brothers or Fox tried another put, drink. Uh, tried put, Titus. Yes, okay. He, they tried basically uh, set, uh, putting in drama and stuff like that, and he said, "Do you actually watch the show?" And the guy said, "No." And so he walked out and lost thirty million dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, he lost thirty million dollars just by just because he asked if one of the high up execs actually watched the show when he didn't. Yeah, and that's basically what's going on now. You know, you get a lot of people who don't actually watch what they're producing and don't actually engage with the fans of it. So, and because they don't actually engage with the fans, they don't understand the fans. They assume instead. Well, we we all had a little. A little moan about the the new designs for that Sonic cartoon. Yeah, oh, but bandages. we're not the audience that they're going for. Yeah, they're got uh, they're going to be hitting at a much younger audience, and like whether it works with them or not, we don't know yet. I'm Knuckles. I've well, got a raspy voice. Look at all my bandages. It's the Ben Ten crowd. That's what we're going for. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, the Ben Ten crowd grew up. Definitely. They're not watching Sonic Boom. They're watching anime now. Well, you make yeah, big but <coughs> we're saying it's going for a, a younger. The crowd that would have been watching, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, that's the uh, 
And in that sort of terms, it might work. They've got big, colourful, really easy, recognisable characters. Yeah. So, who knows? I don't know whether it'll work with the right audience, but... We, we we always think we have the right to complain about these things. We do. <laughs> I reckon they should go the route with the Sonic the Hedgehog comics at the moment. They've been entertaining. The Archie ones. Yeah, the Archie comics, Sonics. Uh, they've got a whole branch of different universes and yeah. whatnot. And characters from all the yeah, other Yeah, Archie's TV shows. gone quantum, hasn't it? It has, yes. So, yeah, they're doing pretty good. I don't know why they have to do that and, like, change the look. Yeah, I can understand slightly change the look of the characters and improve mm-hmm. them a lot. And they've stuck with it since Sonic Adventures came out. Yeah. Yeah. Change is good and sometimes it is bad. But uh, well, the look, look at, this far, it's well, terrible. But look at Jesse Eisenberg as you know. Who's Jesse Eisenberg again? Is he Lex Luthor? He's Lex Luthor. Yeah. He's Lex Luthor. Even I could kick his ass. Yeah, but that's Lex not really Luthor the point a... with Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor's not like physically intimidating because you're but never going to beat Superman in a fist fight. I'm there was sorry. a lot of talk about it being Brian Cranston, and that would have been uh, awesome. Why couldn't but... you just yeah. keep Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor? Because he was Kevin the only Spacey's good thing uh, from Man of uh, from Man of Steel. Because Kevin Re- Spacey's hugely overrated. The only thing he I've was the only good thing good from Man of Steel. No, he wasn't. Oh, Man of Steel. Yes, yeah, Man of Steel was he? Man of Steel. Uh, sorry, not Man of Steel. Uh, Superman Returns. He was the only good thing from Superman Returns. What was that yeah. kid's name from the Facebook movie again? Jesse Eisenberg again. Jesse Eisenberg. He was really good in Thirty Minutes or Less. He, that's a terrible movie, Chris. I like it. I've seen him. As Aziz is amazing. He's in a movie called Holy. He's yeah. in a movie called uh, Holy Rollers, and yeah. he is officially the ugliest crier in the existence of humanity. <laughs> he. he, oh, he oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, so check that one out for him crying. Yeah, back on topic <laughs> then. Uh, when the inevitable crash comes, because it probably will. Well, uh, can we can we skip that and just go for sort of a, a roundtable thing? Is it, it right, a okay, good yeah. thing if a culture crash came in these respective industries? If yes. not, why not? Yes, anime industry. Yes, definitely, it would be a good thing because it would force them to rethink their entire business model. Would it, or yes. would they just do it? You know, harder. Well, no. If your business point. model hasn't worked, then you uh, you know, if your business model model has failed catastrophically, then you have to go back. Yeah, to the but drawing sometimes board. people go, it failed because we weren't trying hard enough, and exactly, they will do the exactly. uh, the same mistakes but bigger. That's always a risk as well. That's always a risk. All or nothing. But, that's what you know, some people do. Yeah. Uh, that's always a risk. But if they go go back through the history of anime, and yes, anime looks to be on the rise right now. But in terms of in terms of, if you're talking about percentage popularity, right, the mid-90s is still when anime was at its peak of popularity. Popularity? No. No, it wasn't. Quality? Yeah. Sorry, uh, yeah, quality, sorry, not popularity. It's probably at its peak of popularity now. I, yeah. I saw people yeah. get picked on for, like, an anime. Was it and you? Manga. Yes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm sorry for bringing back bad memories, man. It, it, it's just twisting that. Knife. To be fair, I don't think the 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 mid '90s was the best. Straight be- my kidneys. There are some amazing Liberty. animes from there. There's also some terrible ones that we've all forgotten about. Kato was. Well, I don't remember them because I forgot them. I thought, you had make, I thought you were making a point there. You had examples and bullet points and everything. I'm going, no, to, right. upset, I'm, I, I, I'm going to upset some people. Neon Genesis, Evangelion. <laughs> It's good. It's terrible. It's not. Now, uh, in terms it, of design, very, in terms of concept, uh, in terms of design concept, everything like that, it's great. But in terms of characters, very, very. Did average. anyone see the in a way, somewhat reboot? Good of protagonist it needs a good weapons. antagonist. Morgendo would have rounded it out. Chris, did anyone see the reboot type thing of it? Where yeah, yes, like weapons it, instead of it. It, it, it basically, where, uh, it basically made 
a lot of the same mistakes that the original series made, and they then made a few all more. all the same mistakes. What about... Uh, the only difference is it was less interesting. Yeah. What about games, then? Is it going to happen with games? I think it could do, because basically, AAA games are getting too big to fail. It's going to lead to, like, creative, like... Creative, it, you know, uh, bankruptcy, like yeah. in the movie industry. Because basically, uh, they know they can sell another Assassin's Creed game, so that's the only... They'll keep turning those out. Uh, I mean, yeah, the first one was flawed, but, you know, it was true to what it was, and then it just... He is again and again and again and again and again. It's just, it's lost any meaning. I like the series, but it's going to, like, yeah. you can tell with each iteration, it's getting a little bit more... They need to just finish it, frankly. I mean, the, how many ancestors does this guy seriously have? I <laughs> came up with the best... Everybody. The best Assassin's Creed game. Go on. Right, you play as a modern-day ancestor of Edmund Blackadder. <laughs> you, have you have to play through your past uh, your past lives just to make life better for yourself. Yes, yeah, that works. <laughs> I, I, I like that. Your what inventory your... system is Baldrick that carries things for you. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, your proposal for the Dragon Ball Z game? Go on. Not my proposal, your proposal. I can't remember it, dude. Oh, you oh re- yeah, there we the, go. We have to add in... Uh, uh, Far- farmer with a shotgun with a power level of five. Yes. yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's the first character to be shown in Dragon Ball Z, the uh, anime at, at all. Yeah. So, it, really, yeah. he should also, like, they should bookend it in that he should be the last boss. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to bring it full circle. <laughs> I like That'd that. That'd be pretty funny. Uh, well, copyright it while he can. Yeah. Games, yeah, it's going to happen. Movies, it's, it's inevitable, frankly. Well, Hollywood's had crashes before, hasn't it? Yeah, it's it's due another one. I mean, I know people wail on the Lone Ranger a lot, but that was kind of yeah signs of what's to come. It was it was one of those movies that was supposed to be too big to fail. Johnny Depp in a movie? Hmm. Doesn't um, always I work. went I went past the display for Disney Infinity. Yeah, uh, the Skylanders type Disney game, and uh, there was an entire row of unsold Lone Ranger ones. Yes. Basically, they'd sold out of all the Elsas and Annas yeah. and things. Pirates of the Caribbean and, and whatnot. But they had all of the uh, Lone Ranger stuff left. Because yeah. I don't think the kids are bothered about it either. Yeah. Well, it, it's... It's like uh, animation uh, in America. They have to get to 100 episodes to be syndicated before they let it die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In Hollywood, they don't have that sort of barometer. So yeah. they do not let anything die, and I think... Actually, do you know... I mean, uh, look at Pirates of the Caribbean. Did that need four films? The first one was good. Yeah. Second one, no. Third one, kill it with fire. Fourth one, oh, come back to life. What is this? Do you know? Uh, just going back to the animation bit uh, and anime, I actually, th- I get the, I get the impression from the last few years that the anime industry does realise just how big, and uh, just how big a crisis that they're facing, because they started releasing these projects. There was the uh, anime, anime no Chikara, which, uh, uh, sounds, sounds of the skies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sora Nawato was part of the Anime and Chikara project. Um, then they have the Young Animated Training project, which uh, Little Witch Academia was a part of that. Yeah, that's you know. actually pretty good. Yeah. You, uh, Studio but, Trigger's done some good stuff. But the thing is, um, they've got various other projects like that and various other um, prizes. Um, there was Senko Roll, which, uh, which was made completely on its own. It's wibbly as hell, makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Boy, girl, amorphous blob called Senko, and a fight. That's what the, uh, what the half hour's about, and that's it. And they redo the Godzilla scene, but this time with the giant pudding. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Sorry, not the Godzilla, the King Kong scene with the giant pudding. It works. Uh, um. uh, I, I, I disagree, and I haven't seen it. 
<laughs> I have a segue. What about graphic novels? It's interesting that. Have Comics you got a point to well? make on them? Or you I just try to distract people. I have a point. The new Fifty Two. Yeah. How many of them have been cancelled already? Well, they did make a gay, uh, movie of it recently, uh, Justice League War, wasn't it? Which yeah. has got quite a. Well, it's quite good from what I, I think. Understand. If anything, I haven't um, seen it, but DC like the pictures I'm in instead of Aquaman. And Aquaman was great. DC yeah. seems, seems to be uh, doing quite a few experiments at the minute. It does, and it's failing miserably, and it's succeeding quite, quite well for some parts. But yeah. that's Justice not League a bad National, thing. Gone, Hawk and Dove, done. Deathstroke, done. So many done. And Hawk and Dove? Yeah, Hawk and Dove. Didn't, like, uh, wasn't there that one from, like, years ago when yeah. Hawk kill, kills Dove and becomes Monarch and then kills all the other heroes? Pretty much, yeah. So how is Hawk and Dove still going? New because 52, new, new oh universe. God, yeah. The Flash from Flashpoint went back, if anyone's seen the movie. I've seen it. it. Uh, you know, went through it, did all that, so on and so yeah. forth, blah, blah, blah. And then it came to the New 52, gave Bruce a letter, it's off your dad, see you later. And then so on and so forth. And then a whole new bunch of book series, like yeah. Captain Atom, cancelled. It was interesting. but that was I it. liked Captain Atom. It was an interesting book. Uh, uh, Blue Beetle, yeah. Static Shock, all sorts. I never really liked Static Shock. I liked the cartoon. The cartoon was funny. Yeah, it was. The cartoon had a bit of a continuity error once. Oh, of course. Um, yeah. He, he, he's aware that Clark Kent is Superman, because he makes a reference to it as a pop culture reference, <laughs> then later meets Superman. Yeah. And they also have their first uh, superhero homosexual, didn't they? Did yeah. they? Yeah, yeah, that little, you know, the blonde kid. Mm. The science one. Yeah, oh, he, I didn't know yeah, he was wasn't homosexual. That, uh, was he, uh, wasn't he like Green Lantern's son or something like that? No. Wasn't it one of the Green Lanterns on one of the other Earths that was supposed to be, uh... I've forgotten that. I've forgotten. Yeah, it was some, something like that. No. It was Green Lantern who was supposed to be gay, but he was, like, uh, not on the main universe line. Oh, no, that's an Earth 2 of the new yeah. uh, 52, which is really entertaining. Uh, this mm. time, I'm going to... Spoiler alert. Thomas Wayne is Batman. That's not really a spoiler. It is now. Yeah, it is. I had no idea. <laughs> Again, right. I didn't watch it. I'll read it. Okay. Well, it was only announced, and it's kind of obvious. Okay, we that. have some announcements. Yeah. We yes. should do. We've got announcements. The uh, the competition to win a digital copy of Danganronpa, Trigger Happy Havoc for the PlayStation Vita. And how can they win, guys? Anybody? Uh, they can email us. Yes. You can email us. Uh, if you label your email, Danganronpa, Trigger Happy Havoc competition. And... Just give us a message that we can read out on the show. Excellent. It's worth doing if you've got a Vita. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it's a very different game. It's a very different game, but if you are a fan of Persona, if you're a fan of Istani, if you're a fan of either of those games, or even of Professor Layton, then you will enjoy it. If you've got a Vita, just it's worth a punt. Yeah. Go for it. So, yes, send us a message that we can read out on the radio. and That means clean. Yes, that means clean. <laughs> no swearing, please. You know, the geekier... Oh, oh, he uses hilarious peeps. Yeah, the geekier, the better. Awesome. The geekier, the better. I will say almost anything on there. Yeah, I know you will. <laughs> we know that very we've got, well. We've got Chris. Yeah. Hey, hey. We have a Chris. We do. We just feed him energy drink beforehand, and then he's like the Duracell bunny. <laughs> and transform a snack. He's like our Hulk, but, you know... Reverse. Skinnier, <laughs> skinnier and white. <laughs> we also uh, okay. have a quiz this week. Yes, we also have a quiz this week on the 12th of February. It is our Valentine's Day quiz. Um, get well, yourself... you say that. That might scare people off. It's not Valentine's not, Day quiz. We're not it's theming just... the questions romantically. It's just... No, no, it's not like a, rom- it's not like a singles night. It's no, just it's not. 
It's a quiz and so, some of the... don't turn up with a rose between your teeth. It's a romantic or a red theme balloon. for some of the questions. Unless you want to romance Rob over there. That's the know. only thing it's Bouch for. Yeah. It's <laughs> a theme for the questions. Like, we have themes for our shows, so don't yeah. let that scare you off. Yes. Um, tickets, uh, you know, to, it's £3 per person. Teams of two to five. We've got all sorts of prizes to win. We actually have some stuff from our own. We have Hellgate. Yes. Uh, only 1,000 copies of Hellgate on Blu-ray being released in this country, and we have won them to give away. We also have Battle Royale. He has to blink sometimes, so I will steal that. Yeah. We have <laughs> Battle Royale uh, Special Edition Blu-ray, which Rob really wants to steal off me, uh, but he's not getting it because we're giving it to the winners. And I'll we also the have best friend. the Blu-ray of The People of the Stairs, <laughs> brilliant Wes Craven film. Um, we've got uh, a bunch of anime from MVM Entertainment, all of the whole other sets of prizes. Ryan, uh, prizes. Ryan in the background knows the kind of stuff we give away. Um, Don't forget about the con we're going to. Yes, and Animex starts this week. We will be at Animex tomorrow interviewing people. So if you see us, come over and uh, say hello. We're friendly. Yes, we are friendly. Give us scream at me. I'm not friendly. Don't, don't be frightened by our imposing looks. I am not friendly, so don't say hello to me. <laughs> I, I'm short and blonde. I'm in no way imposing. <laughs> That's don't the idea. My it, was, beard. it was sarcasm. <laughs> right. Okay, if you want to talk to us, get in touch with us uh, uh, via email studio at thegeekshow.co.uk or tweet us, hashtag the, twi- uh, hashtag the geek show. What? I'm going to take another swing at that. You kind of messed that I up. I said studio at thegeekshow.co.uk. Barely. Yes. And, uh, and Chris's hair isn't a reference to something. Swish and flick. <laughs> that's a reference to WonCon. No, that's a reference to. Uh, uh, was WonCon? Wasn't it kind of a uh, bend and snap originally? No. He was bend and snap is from Legally Blonde, and I yeah. didn't know that. <laughs> he was stuffed by people. <laughs> he was Harry Potter. There we go. He was stuffed by people at WonCon when you recording Leviosa. Think your hair was a reference to stuff, weren't you? Pardon? It was one come, wasn't it, where kids stopped you thinking your hair was a reference to stuff? Yeah, yes. they were asking me a lot. Isn't that of that? I'm like, no, it's just a haircut. Right, okay, we are unfortunately <laughs> at the end of the show. I'm the great con holio. I need tipping for my bunghole. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> you need tipping for your what? <laughs> no, 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 no.
For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac.